Now Kerr, looking for the long, oh that's brilliant! And Sam Kerr has surely clinched the title now. World-class players do world-class things. Officially, the only team to win an FA Cup twice in the same season. Took out Arsenal, lifted it in December, just took out Manchester City in extra time. Never trailed though, 3-2, crazy game. But we are lifting our second domestic trophy this season. Miriam, welcome. How are you feeling? Absolutely insane. Oh my God, what a game. What a, a stressful, tense, exhilarating, amazing game. Every, everything that we've seen this season, the fight, the drive, the, the belief, it all came together today and it wasn't easy. But I just feel we pulled it together. We had Sam Kerr, who scored another amazing goal and it was just the icing on the cake. And I'm mentioning cake. I also have cake too because I just felt like the, the celebration, the, the occasion caused sort of called for it. I, I think so. I think everybody should try and, and find the nearest cake and just shove it into your <laughs> face. It's important. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, this team is unreal. Just the fight. You know, we mentioned last pod, you know, winning the league title, how when we beat uh, Manchester City in the league on a Sunday, and then on Friday, we had to face Arsenal. We got a point from that. So we were just a point ahead if we won all of our games. And guess what we did? We won all of our games including the final day against Manchester United that was 4-2 and we were trailing 2-1 at halftime. And then this match, we score, City score. We get the lead, they equalize. We finally get a lead and are able to hold it. It was just one of those matches where, like, it's one of those things that makes people, like, they, they make movies about, right? They, they, like, sports are about more than, can be about more than, like, skill and talent and all that. And I, honestly, I reject a lot of that stuff because I think it gets overly inflated but mm -hmm. with this team I think this is just something like this team there's something about this team that does not allow them to wallow like they may get beaten on a day but when they are playing an, on a game like today you know Manchester City had very good chances they had they looked the better team for probably the balance of the match but we defended very well when we needed to did what we needed to do to get the goals. As you said, we have Sam Kerr. That's huge. She got two goals on the day, needed every one of them. Just an unreal performance. And I got to give, beyond the goals, I got to give Sam Kerr like even more respect than we normally do on this podcast, even more credit than we normally do. Like She has been the player of the season. She's been incredible since she came in. And it's funny to look back at people who are like, ooh, she's struggling to adjust to the WSL. No, Sam Kerr's fine. The defensive work she put in, just like oh, she was gosh. on E. She had nothing left, but was still sprinting end to end, defending and being dangerous at the other end. Just an, an incredible performance. I remember the commentators at the time, they were like, you know, whatever she's eating for breakfast, we want some of that. And, you know, I was thinking the same thing, because it's, it's as you say, I was trying to sort of put it into a tweet, kind of sort of, how can you? You made 240 characters. But who else, who other than Sam Kerr, will you see sprinting the whole length of the pitch at 120 minutes? Not just to get the ball, but to just just win a tackle, just you know get the ball out. Who else could want something so badly to do that? Who else continues to push herself at every limit, at every moment? 
whether it's the 92nd minute of the game against Aston Villa, it's the last day of the season when, when Arsenal are breathing down your necks. She's just not phased. Like, pressure means absolutely nothing to her. And there are a few players in the squad. We talk about Penilla Icihardo. We talk about, you know, G and, and, and Beth England and other players. But it's it's starting to become a theme of this squad. It's not just that we know what to do when things are difficult. It's that we just, there's no emotional reaction. Um, sure, there might be moments where things look a bit shaky or maybe times even today where City were pressing on us, but there's still no panic. You know, yeah, you can see the goal. Okay, what do we do now? What is the next move? What can we do? And that is an elite level mindset that Emma Hayes has cultivated and it's definitely been a shift, a shift in the last few months. And I'm really excited about that because we're going to need that shift if we're, if we're going to push on from here and use this season as a springboard to get into, um, into the Champions League again. So it's as you say, it's it's been a brilliant season and Sam Kerr, ugh, gosh, I could talk about, we could talk about her for days, we could write articles and 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 dissertations and essays and we could just sort of go on and on and on but I I I feel like even that would not be enough that is a level she's at don't know if that that makes sense it definitely makes sense I mean just and the thing that's that the thing that most impresses me you know beyond so much of just Chelsea's ability to overcome you know whatever obstacles or whatever like bad game moments that end up you know happening you just it's unreal like Sam Kerr scored the opener in the 33rd minute, and then you give up a goal when everybody knows you don't want to give up a goal right before halftime. You know, Lauren Hemp scores in the 42nd minute. It was one of those unfortunate moments where we had Jess Carter had done an amazing job on Hemp out on the right side. Um, you know, there's some a, a kind of a quick transition moment, and Millie Bright has to step out. Not what Chelsea wanted. I'm sure it's not what Emma Hayes wanted. You want to have Carter right next to her at all times, but they were able to c- create that matchup and Lauren Hemp took advantage. And so you go in after feeling like, okay, we survived, you know, the first bit of that. We fought back. We got ourselves a goal. You know, Sam Kerr scored that goal, which was an amazing cross from Millie Bright, which which I love the fact that because she won a golden boot at the Arnold Clark Cup, <laughs> everybody was like, that's Millie Bright's goal. And it was like, oh no, Sam was there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was like, you, you do that. And then right before halftime, you give up a goal. But then you fight back. Aaron Cuthbert, again, remember in the Manchester United match, she's the one that got us back level 1-1 when it was that with that volley off the corner. It was amazing. And then Aaron Cuthbert hits an absolute banger from outside of the box. This is one thing I always want to see Chelsea players do when you face City and Ellie Roebuck. She does not like facing shots with power driven from outside of the box. We have beat her a number of times with shots like that. And Aaron Cuthbert did it again. One of my favorite goals hits off the underside of the bar and bounces into the net. Such an amazing, wonderful goal. And then in the 89th minute, Haley Rosso scores. So you're thinking you got a 2-1 win. You're going to win this in, in regular time. Like it's going to be it. And then Haley Rosso scores. So like Chelsea gave up goals in like those last minutes when you could completely turn the emotional tide of the game. And they said, okay, fine. We'll just go score another. Okay, fine. We'll just go score another. Okay, fine. How about we just win this thing and you go home? And that's what they did. It was. It's just. It's just unreal. What this team has accomplished is just unreal. And and the thing is, you know, you think about even the idea of going to just score goals and outscoring your opponents. There were moments today where we had issues and problems, and it was fatigue, really. And you think the amount of games that the team has played this season. You think of the amount of games that the men's team play. It's going to happen. And there were always going to be moments and weaknesses against the city team. But again, it's reaction. It's about how players from the squad are able to react collectively as a whole and, and have this idea in mind that, okay, we are going to have one more chance and it's going to come through Sam Kerr. 
And we just have to hold fast and allow that to happen and create those spaces. I think two big substitutions, bringing G on for England, um, that was pretty pretty brilliant. Even though we, you know, maybe we didn't see the best of her, obviously because you know we were in a situation where we were defending deep. But I think even bigger than that probably was Jonna Anderson on for right. And straight away, you could see the difference. She was able to match pace with the City fullbacks. She was closing down one-on-one spaces. They didn't have the spaces. They weren't infiltrating the way they were in the first half. So I think Emma Hayes made two big substitutions to help us really push through this game. Yeah, you mentioned the substitutions. I mean, they were absolutely key. I think it was great. You know, she needed to get more help in the midfield and, and somebody who's going to sit back a little more. I think, you know, uh, Pernilla Harder had some dangerous moments, but I think wasn't quite prepared to do so much of the so, so much of the pressing and so much of like dropping back and doing some things that we've seen and it's possibly because she's still recovering from an injury but she had some some really sharp moments but City do a very good job of surrounding players in midfield once they think they have a little bit of space on the ball and that's exactly what they were doing so getting somebody in there to kind of like drop back just a little bit and hold on to the ball was very important and then you know Jana Anderson I'm not gonna lie when I saw her coming on, I was like, are we sure we want to do this against City's wingers? Are we sure we want we want this? Even though, you know, they, they were having their joy pretty much against everybody but Jess Carter. It was one of those things where I was I was like, well, let's see how this goes. She did great. She did great. I remember in the in the Manchester in the Manchester United match, you know, final game, you know, she came off at halftime because it just wasn't working out. She completely redeemed herself. And I think it was a perfect way for her to end her Chelsea career because that's what she's capable of. That's what we've seen from her. You know, recently in the past, you know, couple seasons, it's been a little shaky. It's been a little rough for her. But and, and we've discussed that on this podcast. But she did a brilliant job. She wasn't going to allow them to be able to rely on their pace. She kept her positioning and she won the ball. She got her foot on dangerous crosses before they could find their targets. She was ushering them, you know, away from the box so they couldn't come in and make the cross shorter or make it a increase the percentage of them being able to hit somebody else's foot like she did a very very good job and I gotta say I was completely wrong and I'm delighted to be completely wrong because I like that was a masterful move and just so much trust from Emma Hayes I mean she saw what what was going on in match versus Manchester United and made that move and she said no I'm still gonna trust you still gonna trust you and put you in this game because we need you and I'm and I know you can do a job like that is just I mean, her management style, like uh, there are some tactical decisions that everybody can debate, but the way that she understands and connects and, and gives her players confidence is just other, it's, it's next level. And it, to me, that is like the story of what she did with Yana Anderson is just say, hey, need you to go out there against probably the best wingers outside of Chelsea uh, in the WSL and hold up and do a job and get us an FA Cup trophy. And she did just that. And and of course, I think at one point we really thought that Van Kirby was coming on and I was getting excited, Andre was excited, quite a few people on my timeline were excited, but it seems like a little bit of, of mind games, possibly, because it very much seemed she was coming on, she was debriefing her on the sidelines, you know, she was all but not, like the last thing was to strip off and get into the get into the gear, but at the same time that was happening, um, I, I think Cuthbert came, well, she came to the sidelines, she brought a note. So something, again, we, we're not sure of it. We might find out through quotes and various other questions. But again, it's like it's managing, micromanaging each moment of the game. Okay, Fran was meant to come on. We're not going to push it. In the pre-match press conference, she was asked about Fran Kerber and she said, you know, there's no pressure on Fran. If she wants to come on, fine. But if we can find another opportunity or another way of doing things, we will because it's, you know, it's her, it's Fran. 
we're going to make sure that what we do is comfortable for her. But again, in that moment, Emma Hayes was able to manage that, manage what was going on on the pitch and maybe tweak a few things um, in terms of what was written on that note. So though, even though Fran didn't come on, I'm kind of glad that there was that flexibility around it. And I'm, I'm glad we got that insight to see how managers can tweak games and, and not sort of go with, with decisions as it happens. Yeah, I, I would love. I I don't know if we'll ever hear it. If Emma Hayes will ever disclose what happened, but I it feels it felt like mind games. It felt like you know maybe it was a message to kind of see what you know little little bit of a bait thing to see what like Garrett Taylor was going to do because you know they he was trying to match up. They were they're very much playing a chess game and they were trying to match up and do things. And he obviously had a very big advantage with their wingers and how, and how good they are, particularly having Chloe Kelly back. So like the combination of him and Kelly is very, very dangerous. And it's hard to have a team to have two defensively solid fullbacks that can handle those players for, for a duration of a match. But, you know, you, you looked at that and you thought, okay, Frank Kirby's come on. What is she going to do? Is she going to be in there to use her pace, use her legs to kind of be able to press and maybe get a turnover in midfield and break with Sam Kerr. Like we've seen so many times in the past, you know, what? what is going to be the tactic here? And then it's Mary Mielda who comes on instead. In the 119th minute, she comes on. And you're thinking like, okay, that's interesting. I wonder what, <laughs> you know, I really want to know what happened. I mean, I love that Marion got in the game. I think it was just for, I think honestly, it was just setting up shop. Just, just like just shutting up shop. Like, hey, like we, we're, we're going we're gonna to win this. We're not going to allow another equalizer. We're not going to go into penalties. We're winning this 3-2. And get on somebody, get somebody else on who has some a defensive, a strong defensive background and knows where the angles are in spaces to get in the way and disrupt their passing. And obviously it worked out well. She didn't have to hold up too many minutes, but thankfully she was able to get in there and do a job. I I thought like that part of the management of just picking the right players at the right times was exceptional from Hayes. Absolutely. And as you say, it's it's all down to those moments itself and I love the thing at full time, though, the the whistle went and the first thing Emma Hayes did was turn to the, the fans and she was kissing the badge. And while, you know, the players were celebrating with, with themselves, she was celebrating with them. You know, we had, I think, I, I don't know the exact number, but there were over 42,000 people who went to Wembley. That is, first of all, that is fucking amazing. I don't usually swear on this podcast, but I think today is a good day to swear. Um, having that many people come is absolutely amazing. We talk so much about women's football in terms of growth and, and progression and, and development, but actually here is an example of what we already have. You know, this is how this is the kind of stuff that women's football is attracting. And Emma Hayes was so good to actually acknowledge that and acknowledge traveling Chelsea fans and, and be present with them. And I think that that for me felt quite emotional. Pro- probably not as emotional as seeing G and, and and Anderson, the two players who will be leaving us um, this season. So G was actually subbed on and subbed off and as she was walking off you could see she was getting a bit emotional and I was getting a bit emotional it just it definitely feels like an end of an end of an era for them but actually the start of something new for the rest of the club yeah you know it was interesting I couldn't it was hard to tell for a second I was like oh you know G might be upset you know normally a sub doesn't want to get subbed I don't know if they had a conversation and and, you know Emma Hayes was like you you deserve to get a standoff so if I put you on I'm going to bring you off but for a second there, I thought, ooh, she might be a little upset about being brought off. But no, I think she was just emotional about, you know, that being the last time. You know, after the Manchester United match, you know, there was so much about, you know, G leaving and she had a speech after the match. It was great. Um, she wants a statue built of herself. And I think, you know what, G, you deserve it. Uh, they should absolutely put a statue outside of Cobham of G. But yeah, I just, 
I saw that and I was like, yeah, this is this actually is the last time you could see it actually hitting her. Her last time stepping off a pitch in a Chelsea shirt. It was just, it was emotional. It was emotional. And she did an excellent job when she was on the pitch. It was just one of those things where I'm just thankful, right? I think it's hard in the moment because games come, you know, so rapidly. There's so much pressure on each game to win. Sometimes it can be hard to stop and really appreciate players for what they are and like the in the con the whole the total context. Like you can appreciate them week to week or even month to month, but to pre- appreciate like the entire scope of their career and what they've done. Sometimes it takes, you know, a moment like this so that everybody can see, no, this is a special player. This this player meant so much to Chelsea, meant so much to English football as well, but meant so much to Chelsea in particular. You know, the number of trophies won are part of it, but don't come close to telling the whole story. Just a special player, special person. And I don't know how you replace that, but it was so great to, that she had that moment. And then afterwards, I absolutely loved the the, the shot of Jonna Anderson, Drew Spence, and G running along the touchline with Chelsea flags, giant Chelsea flags. It was so beautiful and per- like that's the moment they deserve, and that's the moment I'm gonna remember from them forever. I think Emma Hayes was right when she said um, G is the best international player to come to the WSL. Um, we've had so many different imports over the, over the season and years, but you hardly ever have a player like that who's not only stuck around for so long, but has each season level and developed their game in a different way. And I think that's the thing that's emotional because there's been so many changes in this team, just in this season, let alone like across seasons. But there have been a few constants and she was one of those constants. And for her to go and to see that this squad is changing, but actually developing and growing in a really good way, it's hard. It's it's hard. You know, in most things in life, you got to let go of things to, to move on and change. And sometimes those things are things you don't really want to let go of. So I think that was... The emotional element for the fans, the players, Amaya, and G itself. But, but as I was saying, it's 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 a sad moment, but it's also not so sad because here is a new a new squad, a new depth achieved, a new level unlocked, and now a new mindset as we go into the next season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just it's hard for me to even think about you know next season. There's just <laughs> so much. To, to look back on and to celebrate about this season, not just the two trophies, but just everything the team went through. I mean, from some of the COVID delays that, that packed the schedule really heavily, you know, to the, you know, Champions League, you know, uh, disappointment and going out in the way that we did, you know, in December, you know, from the moment, you know, we lost, had that really bad result against Reading and you're thinking, oh man, that's like, that's the title. Like that's, you can't do that. And then Arsenal loses to Birmingham City and we come right back into it. And then we have to face them. And you know, even at the start of the season, you know, facing, you know, a very renewed and, and you know, uh, Arsenal side who had been playing, you know, to stay in the Champions League, you know, multiple competitive matches before that. We were just getting on the pitch at the same time and had a bunch of players coming back from the Olympics that, you know, we did we couldn't integrate fully into a new team because we were also using a new formation. Like there was so many things that this team had to overcome throughout the course of a season. And they were guided brilliantly by Emma Hayes, but also the players themselves, you know, Sam Kerr in particular, Aaron Cuthbert in particular. I mean, we got to talk about Aaron Cuthbert's game too. I mean, not just the goal, but that is a difficult Manchester City midfield to stand up against. And she did. She made sure that their numbers, even though they may have been able to keep possession, she was there. Anytime they thought they were going to make that decisive pass, she made them think twice. She was, you know, difficult and dangerous when she needed to be. She was tough. We know about her toughness, 
but also just very, 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 very tactically great. And that goal, we need to talk about that yep. goal. So, like when you think you have Chelsea pinned, right? You think, okay, I understand all their passing elements. I We can stand up to this, you know, when the ball goes here, here's what they want to do. Here's what they're looking to exploit. And you can you can be on top of all of that. You know, Lucy Bronze was also very good in the match, but you can't do anything about that. Every now, and we've talked about this before, every now and then when the team needs a goal, again, Sam Kerr against Manchester United, that left-footed volley, when we need a goal, we can produce bangers. And that is something that a lot of teams just simply do not have. Yeah, and as she was collecting that ball, in my head I was thinking, she's going to shoot from here. And I was just sort Absolutely. of in my head, I was going, I was going back through the... Because this isn't her first time doing something like this. We could talk about a few different times where she's pulled off something like this. Um, and, and as the ball was going towards the goal, you could see that it was kind of not going... So it was kind of on the level of the bar. And I, I thought, this is either going to hit the bar and go in or it's just going to ping off and there's going to be a Chelsea player waiting. And it was the first one. And I think it was a bit unlucky for Roebuck. But again, this is this is something that she has in her locker. It's not something that you know that's unusual of her. And it's not unusual of Sam Kerr to do things like that. We have players who are capable of doing these things in big games, and I'm absolutely not surprised that Erin Cuthbert was was that one. And I'm I'm glad that she was also given the Player of the Match award. She was talking about she was interviewed by um, Kelly Summers at the end of the game, and she just said straight away, you know, when things are difficult, when we need moments to score, we're able to reach this other level. And it's really exciting to think that even the players acknowledging that they are, they have this within them because that belief is key. It's key to any system, any integration that any manager is trying to put forward. So, are we sort of you know are we sort of not expecting her to do things? Like absolutely not. That's what she does. It's Erin fucking Cuthbert. You know she's she's absolutely good in here to do that. And even aside from that, as you say, it was a very difficult Man City midfield, especially the the level of sort of passing out to fullbacks and and sort of stretching midfield to create that width and I think that maybe maybe more than Cuthbert Ingalls was struggling with it a little bit she had an injury as well where sort of her nose was swollen up quite a bit and in the run-up to City's um, second goal I I noticed that she was struggling as well so I think it put even more pressure on Cuthbert to to deliver and I really want to know what her stats are in terms of running and and sort of the amount of kilometers she's, she's racked up because this girl was everywhere she was absolutely everywhere. Sam Kerr is another one who was absolutely everywhere. It's just insane to have that level of athleticism and that level of talent. Yeah, and and Sam Kerr in the what was it? I, I believe it was in like a, a couple minutes after the second, you know, half of extra time, and she pulled out a nutmeg. That was <laughs> that made me so yeah. happy. Like just just as much as the goal, it was just like you know what Sam Kerr is feeling like she can do anything right now, and why wouldn't she feel like that? She absolutely should because she absolutely can, and she just I mean it. Ultimately, you know she she recovered it, got the ball, but that was her up against like three city defenders. Mm-hmm. Nutmegs one beats other two to the ball. You know shields them and is able to retain possession. It was just like whatever she wanted to do out there, she could do, and it was like you don't. The the knock on Sam Kerr has been, you know, misses some really good chances from time to time, you know, doesn't step up in big games. I think that is all of that. Absolutely silly. Absolute silliness. Like every single argument you could have against Sam Kerr needs to absolutely end. Should have ended a long time ago, but needs to absolutely end because everything that she did, particularly in the tail end, you know, we started this podcast off talking about her energy, just how... You know, she you could tell she was gassed. You can see it. You mm-hmm. know what it I looks was... like when a player is fresh and when a player is not. And she was struggling out there. 
but there was one moment, particularly in the second half of extra time, where there was like a deflection or whatever, you know, the ball, it was, City was trying to attack our box and then the ball is rolling kind of, and there's nobody in midfield, nobody, you know, on the, on this, maybe if you were at the game, you could kind of see this happening, but I love the way it actually happened. This was one of those cases, rare cases I'll add. So like my thing has been go to games if you can. So please go to games. But this was one of those rare things where it was actually a bit improved to see just a snapshot of the field that you get on uh, and on the cameras because mm-hmm. it looked like the ball was in no man's land and you had no idea who was going to come into the screen to get it. And Sam Kerr motors in from the edge of the screen, gets it, wheels away. I think that's when she dribbled it into the corner. It was just like, oh, no, that actually that was a slide. Uh, she slid and, and, pull, and knocked the ball out um, so that City would have to recycle and restart from deeper. It was just one of those things that showed you like what – Sam Kerr wants to win, period. And she will do what's needed, whether it's scoring goals, whether it's defending, whether it's being first to a ball that's in midfield so that like when it's in like the hundred and whatever is minute of an FA Cup final at Wembley after she ran her ass off, you know, in the against Manchester United, celebrated. Again, we know how hard that team can celebrate, right? So it's amazing that they were able to withhold and had the endurance to hold on to win this trophy. Like they're just... I. I could talk about this team forever, but Miriam, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here and celebrate with more cake? Because that's what we <laughs> want you to do. Well, I've been um, I've been waiting actually. Every time you speak, I pause. I know I mute my mic so I can have another bite of cake. <laughs> it's really good cake. <laughs> Miriam's um, not waiting for the cake; she's having it right now. I respect. Well, you. I think you have to. This is a this is celebratory mode, and you gotta because there's so many things coming up, right? We're always gonna be moving and progressing, so you gotta have a moment where you're like, all of that can be on pause. We'll deal with it later. Right now, we eat cake. Um, but just to just to touch on your earlier point, at full time, there were so many players who were absolutely tanked, and and rightfully so. Like, there's, if there's ever, you know, if you ever need to find out how hard someone has worked to see how they respond after a game, you know, some players are walking around, some players are just already sort of you know getting in the fitness drinks and smoothies but Sam Curl absolutely knackered on her knees on her sort of uh just sort of sitting there and thinking how much more could she possibly have given that game another another player Jess Carter oh my god you know there was a moment in the game where she was like nutmegged and, and ran around and I was shouting at the screen Jess what are you doing but again absolutely knackered this team has given everything absolutely everything so you know, tonight they deserve the celebration, whether it's Sam Kerr, whether it's, you know, Jess Carter, whether it's even Millie Bright, by the way, shout out to Millie Bright, because she did something really cool for me. And then today she scored a goal, quote unquote, I don't I don't care who got a touch, she she made that goal. And she was absolutely phenomenal. So um, I think all I can say, though, is, is this is the time to celebrate, because we have big things coming up. And for now, we deserve it. We've earned it. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, that would be Miriam's best friend, Millie Bright. <laughs> check uh, the feed, check our timeline uh, to see what happened there. It was really, really nice, a really, really kind thing that Millie did. Uh, I just love the way that this team interacts with their fans. I mean, the fans give it 100% in every single match, but and the players show their appreciation. So I absolutely love how much they're and how far they're, they're willing to go and how much they're, able, they're willing to do for their fans. Just <sighs> reflecting on the entire scene, we may have to do like, Another podcast will reflect on the totality of the season. Uh, we may link it to, you know, a podcast looking ahead to, you know, next year transfers and everything like that. You know, we we will be back before the start of next season. May even do like a Euros episode. We'll see. But for now, 
and we had to turn the microphones on right after full time and talk about this match because just another enduring, scrappy, tough, amazing, brilliant, uh, titanic Chelsea performance that was just like, it's ex it was everything we needed. You know, credit to Manchester City. They pulled that out of us and we needed to, to do it. And they're going home losers because we can do that. Like this team, when tested, steps up. And to win not only the league in the way we did a, a week ago, to win the FA Cup in this manner is just, you know, after the season that this team went through, unreal. Unreal. I don't even know what to say beyond unreal. I'm just so happy for them and excited. They deserved all the celebrations and to win. You know, that they ended this match, and I don't know how many – I need to look at all competitions, but the way they ended the, the past – the last two or three months of the season, scoring a ridiculous amount of goals, not conceding many, and lifting as many trophies as they possibly could. Unreal team. We should get them. Um... Sorry, you're hearing me, Cake. We should get like Amazon or you know how they do the documentaries. Like, why are they focusing on the men's football teams? Who wants to watch Spurs? We need a documentary. We should have had someone following us this season. We need someone signed on, do a you know, door to door inside scoop documentary on what exactly happened in at the home of the champions, the home of the FA Cup holders, as we move on from this season to the next, because that stuff, that would sell. That would be like almost that would almost just sell itself like you wouldn't even have to do anything other than promote it if amazon you know those kinds of people make document netflix am i am i wrong one of those people should be like doing a documentary on us oh no not wrong at all the only thing i don't want though is i don't want other teams to, to try to replicate whatever oh, we I have see. i don't know if they can but i don't want them to see too much like i'm almost like i want to talk a lot about Hayes and everything she's done with the team and so many of the tactical decisions and tweaks that she's made, but also I want to give any, not that <laughs> I could, but you know, you like a, a documentary, the way in order to do it well, it has to be thorough, kind of like, you know, drive to the survive. City one, you know, yeah. they, they still hold on to some stuff, but and the personalities are great. And I think something like that would be amazing. But like, I want to, I like, I almost want to be like with the team. I need to like figure out how to get myself to a point where I can be like an assistant. <laughs> Maybe I can be an assistant trainer or an assistant coach to an assistant <laughs> coach like I'm not ready for that yet but give me like an internship fine <laughs> I don't care like I just want to be around the team and know I mean Emma Hayes told one story in, in, a, in a in the press conference that she did before the game that you know what the just the culture at Chelsea and what it built and how she was able to to respond and, and pull the team up to that level was you know she said that there was one time when she first got there and was like in charge that it was like when somebody normally sees somebody, a familiar face in a hallway or whatever, you say, hey, how's it going? Instead, it was like, did you win today or did you win? <laughs> and she was like, oh, so that's what this is. So, OK, fine. Then I'm just going to make sure that this is what I do. And I, I got to be honest. I was like, that's a that's an intense way to live a life. But damn, if she hasn't done it perfectly. And this team has done it right along with her, just instilled a lot of the DNA, whatever that is. I don't even know if it's DNA. Whatever that thing is, the team has that thing, and it comes from the talent of the players and the ability of the players and be able to recruit players that can step up in moments like this, but just also the belief that Emma Hayes gives the players to be able to do that. Like, again, you know, Sam Kerr, go do your job. You know, Yana Anderson, go do a job. You know, whoever it is, get in there and do a job because we need this done, and you're the person who can do it. Go do it. Perfect. Just perfect. <laughs> oh, and I was supposed to end the podcast. Um, <laughs> I, got, I got so excited talking about the team again. Um, yeah, like I said, we will be back. And um, Miriam, anything 
final to say before we get out of here, eat cake and revel in a domestic double. Just if if you can, go and watch the games and the goals again because like it's not going to hurt not to. In fact, like it would actually be helpful to your physical and mental health to actually go and see those goals <laughs> again. So that that would be my parting advice. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fantastic advice. I think it's just like you could... This is the other thing. Such a spectrum. If you were a neutral, you saw a hell of a game, right? You saw a 3-2 going to extra time. You saw some amazing goals. You know, I am going to give some credit to City for the goals they scored as well. Like, just as a spectacle, that was amazing. And I, I just wish people would, you know, it was a record attendance and that's great. But this is, the product is here. It has a massive following. It is exceptional. Give it the promotion and endorsements and everything else that it deserves because this is this is what it can be and this is what it should be it shouldn't shock people that people want to come and fill a stadium fill Wembley and watch this it shouldn't shock people that the game was this good it shouldn't shock anybody because we've been watching this for a long time and we've known this all along so yeah i am super excited and i agree with Miriam go rewatch the high, if, if, the whole game if you want to but if you need a truncated version watch the highlights because what a match what a hell of a match what a season and shout out to Magda for taking the top off the trophy so that it didn't injure Millie again. That was a veteran, classy move from the captain. That's why she's the captain. That's why she's a leader. And that's why Chelsea is as Chelsea is. Um, I don't even know if that made sense. I'm going to end the podcast. Otherwise, I'm going to talk forever. Bye. Chelsea Champions.